I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, as the war of words continues on in terms of the GDP numbers, soft recession, percepted recession, whatever you want to call it, however you want to spin it, I'm going to go to something for the next several minutes. And I'm not going to tell you who I'm quoting, but you do need to know that I'm quoting someone uh, that has held the highest office in the land during difficult economic challenges. And think of this, if this were said today, how it would be played, how it would be perceived, and what it would do for the American people. So this particular president, uh, rather than giving a speech, uh, went out across the country in a very quiet way, had very small one-on-one kinds of meetings, and listened. One person told the president, you're not leading this nation, you're just managing the government. Another said, you don't see the people enough anymore. Another said, don't talk to us about politics or the mechanics of government, but about an understanding of our common good. Talk to us about blood, sweat, and tears. If you lead, Mr. President, we will follow. And then the president addressed the nation. And there's a host of things that the the president shared from Everyday Americans, all walks of life, all across the country. So think of this as maybe a different version of what could be said to the American people today. I know, of course, being president, that government action and legislation can be very important. But after listening to the American people, I've been reminded again that all the legislation in the world can't fix what's wrong with America. So I want to speak to you first tonight about a subject even more serious than inflation. I want to talk to you right now about a fundamental threat to American democracy. I don't mean our political and civil liberties. They will endure. I do not refer to the outward strength of America with unmatched economic power and military might. The threat, the real threat, is nearly invisible in ordinary ways. It's a crisis of confidence. It's a crisis that strikes at the very heart and soul and spirit of our nation and our national will. We can see this crisis in the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives and in the loss of unity and purpose for our nation. The erosion of our confidence in the future is threatening to destroy the social and political fabric of America. The confidence that we have always had as a people is not simply some romantic dream or a proverb in a dusty book that we read just on the 4th of July. It's the idea which founded our nation and has guided our development as a people. Confidence in the future has supported everything else. Public institutions and private enterprise, our own families, and the very Constitution of the United States. Confidence has defined our course and has served as a link between the generations. We've always believed in something called progress. We've always had faith that the days of our children would be better than our own. Our people are losing that faith, not only in government, 
but in the ability as citizens to serve as the ultimate rulers and shapers of our democracy. As a people, we know our past and we're proud of it. Our progress has been part of the living history of America, even the world. We always believed that we were part of a great movement of humanity itself called democracy, involved in the search for freedom, and that belief has always strengthened us in our purpose. But just as we're losing our confidence in the future, we're also beginning to close the door on our past. In a nation that was proud of hard work, strong families, close-knit communities, even faith in God, too many of us now tend to worship self-indulgence and consumption. Human identity is no longer defined by what one does, but by what one owns. But we've discovered that owning things and consuming things does not satisfy our longing for meaning. We've learned that piling up material goods cannot fill the emptiness of lives which have no confidence or purpose. The symptoms of this crisis of the American spirit are all around us. For the first time in our history, a majority of our people believe that the next five years will be worse than the, fa- the past five years. As you know, there's a growing disrespect for government and for churches and for schools, the news media and other institutions. This is not a message of happiness or reassurance, but it is the truth. And it is a warning. So we must face the truth. Then we can change our course. We simply must have faith in each other, faith in our ability to govern ourselves, and faith in the future of this nation. Restoring that faith and that confidence to America is now the most important task we face. It is a true challenge of this generation of Americans. Now, there's a lot to unpack, and that's just a portion of the speech. Uh, Some of you may have guessed along the way, That was President Jimmy Carter and a speech he delivered, a speech that often gets derided as this crisis in confidence in the malaise speech, July 15th of 1979. Uh, But if you listen to that, if you read that, uh, it's something that President Biden could have said today to the country in terms of where we are and where we need to go. I think it's important that we do speak truth to the American people. Let's not worry about quibbling over semantics and and word choice and word definition and defining or redefining what a recession is or is not. That's not the issue. The issue is what do we do and where do we go? And in so many instances, it's going to be community and family and neighborhoods. It's going to be states. It's not going to be the solutions just from the big federal government. I think President Carter was right. Federal government has a role to play, and that role should be played and played very well. It should be played transparently, and it should be held accountable for results. And so I think it's high time that we get to a different kind of conversation. And you can look back over history and you can see presidents who have done well in difficult economic circumstances, and you can see those who have done poorly. And as we often say on this show, presidents usually get way more credit when things are good and way more blame when things are bad than they should. But how they communicate to the American people matters. 
and how the American people feel about what they're being told. The American people know when something may sound like good political spin, but it's nowhere near the reality that they're living every day. And that creates a disconnect. It undermines trust in our leaders and in our government. And so rather than having a week-long quibble over whether or not we are in a true recession, a defined recession, a recession of recessions, a unique recession, a perceived recession, uh, let's just get to the principles and the policies that will help correct that. It's a different discussion. And I know, I know it will not raise you a lot of money for your campaign because you cannot have your hair on fire. Uh, You cannot rant and rave about what is or isn't being done by one of the political parties or both. But it is the conversation we need to have. And the conversation has to begin with the American people. It has to be about the American people and what they're experiencing in their real lives. And I guarantee if we start there, we have a much better chance of getting where we want to go. And if getting inflation down so that families can make ends meet, if it's about infrastructure so that we can get to things like cleaner energy, we can have that conversation. But it starts by speaking the truth to the American people. And we're going to continue that here on Inside Sources. Stay with us. Hour number two coming up. Top of the hour news is next. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.